Welcome to Urban Homestead Radio, preserving a homegrown way of life and inspiring others to bring the revolution home. Thanks to the support of our sponsor, Lehman's. For over 60 years, they have provided practical, non-electrical tools, appliances, and home goods. When technology fails, their products will certainly work. Check out their website at lehmans.com. That's L-E-H-M-A-N-S dot com. Hi, homesteaders. I am your host, Annie Sturveis, from the Urban Homestead in Pasadena. Today, I'm joined by my brother, Justin Dervais. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about tips to transform your home into a homestead. Um, but first, uh, I'd like to paint a picture of what's it like here on the homestead today. It's a eerie orange glow that's coming through the windows. It's because we've had, uh, last two days, we've, or three days, we've had record-breaking temperatures. Uh, in some places, it was over 120. And then, of course, that started the fire. So it's a smoky, ash-filled, hot day. So we're sort of uh, taking it easy, not working outside too much because it's uh, been pretty brutal. So we hope everyone is safe and well, especially with the fires and everything that's going on this year. Um, well, yeah, how's, how did the garden go through with the, with the weather or the well, heat? It was the most constant watering mm-hmm. uh, morning, noon, and night. Try to cool, cool everything down a bit. It was... Uh, brutal to say the least um it was you know the end of the season for some of the stuff so i wasn't too worried about it you know Mm -hmm. the spider mites came back um get the tomatoes um the hard part was we're trying to plant the fall crops which it felt like fall last week yeah last week was the high was like 80 (laughs) a false fall tricked us (laughs) so that was kind of like oh let's plant fall crops and get all these seeds and all these plants and, and then it's it like, goes ah, no it's 115 <laughs> degrees and frying everything i could see some damage on the guavas and saw some damage on some the older plants which mm-hmm. is somewhat scary but all in all we did i think we did okay we'll see yeah. uh, further down the road if yeah. there's anything well it is cooler today so we're thankful for that but boy it was a rough couple of days so um yeah, we're glad to get through that, and so looking forward to fall. So, like I said, with the um, you know the crisis this this year, especially with the COVID crisis, we've seen an uptick in people wanting to grow their own foods or start their own stuff homestead, whether they be in a city or country apartment. Everybody's taking stock of like, okay, so you know what's wrong with you know our society, and you know we're in and like the breakdown of if things go wrong. So people started taking um, you know figuring that out and that's I guess one of the good things that good things you know um, quotes come out of this crisis which it has focused you know people to take um, you know where their food comes from and you know where would they get things if the supply chain so that's been interesting to see that develop and how people can be more self-sufficient so speaking of self-sufficient for us being a second generation homesteader we're facing challenges and especially with our homestead being over 30 years old so in the city of Pasadena, um, you know, we're dealing with a 30-year-old homestead, and we'll, we'll talk more about the later and the challenges that we're facing as we grow into the future. But today we thought it would talk about, a good idea to talk about maybe a couple tips how to start your own garden or homestead and where you begin. So uh, Justin and I will kind of go through some points and uh, share with you what we think, you know, that might would you know things that could help you um you know where you can begin so number one is do your research 
And this is not, not just like, you know, going online or going to YouTube videos. No, it's actually figuring out your property, what zone you're, are, you're in, um, what your property looks like, you know, sunk angles, problems, and, and list like what you want to accomplish on your homestead or garden and that what you would want to look like. But it's also, you need to be like boots on the ground. You need to, to see like, it's, um, you know, it's where your neighbors, yeah, exactly. Different sun angles now than it was uh, mm -hmm. in midsummer. Exactly. So we're getting so. shade from the neighbor's tree, the neighbor's fence, the house, just shading certain things. And mm -hmm. you can use that to your advantage. Mm -hmm. um, by growing different things in different parts of the yard. Some of it's uh, tough if you have too much shade. You know, right now we're happy for a little bit of shade with the heat. Yeah, so basically look at your yard because what our our garden or our homestead plan or design is not necessarily going to work out for yours. And, and one so size doesn't fit yeah, all. Yeah, so you're going to have to look at your place, where, you're, where you are, what's going to work for you. Is it is it going to be raised beds? Um, is it going to be... Um, are you on, have more concrete than you do self-watering containers? So you're going to have to look at what your property is and as it changes to the four season because it might look, that plot in the, in the sun might look really amazing but in the summertime, but then come fall, it might be super shady and you can't grow anything. So you got to basically know, I, I like, um, like that REM song, stand in the place where you live. Stand in the place where you live and look at all directions of your homestead for the four corners and you know do the research you know great is to do you know read about things but research is actually like looking at your place and well, understanding also, your place. also starting small because mm -hmm. you can oh, get yeah. you can get overwhelmed or excited or passionate mm -hmm. about something and plant 50 raised beds <laughs> and it's maybe start exactly. with five you know so it's not gonna five a year or five every couple months and then in, in a couple of things then you'll have 50 raised beds because yeah. you get excited and with the thing it gets overwhelming yeah um, so that's number stuff. two don't bite off more than you can chew yeah. basically because you get excited i do you know everybody does it's like oh let's just but like you said start small yeah i buy plants and i said oh now where i put them and then they're stuck in a corner and i still haven't got around of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i still haven't got around to planting them because i got a plant addiction so it's uh, it's a good problem well you have, don't even follow your own rule you tell me not to bring home plants or hey, you I say you said myself. oh no 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 no, 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 no. you no. say don't bring a plant hey, home I'm until controlling you, myself. you said don't bring a plant home until you can find a place for it no you were wanting to hack the whole front yard come on <laughs> Just, okay so um so um and uh, so, yeah, like I said, so number two, don't bite off more than you chew. And like I said, start small, but start with your soil. So whether it be you start composting, actually growing your soil so you can have a garden. And that's and really important because it starts with soil. So um, that's what we did. You know, our we when people give us a tour or if you've seen the, the little film on YouTube called Homegrown Revolution, that the film that we did, is we talked about our dry adobe type soil and that's what we started off with but the you know we mulched and compost and now we have too much soil so yeah. so we got free tree trimmings free straw and made our made our soil better mm -hmm. so it takes time mm -hmm. i mean you could throw money at it it'll be a little bit faster but uh, if you have to buy things but just realize most of the soil that you buy today either potting soil or planting mix is a has very little if any nutrients in there so just use it as a base and then keep amending that um, because uh, there's so many people that say oh they bought this 
super blend of back soil and they planted it and nothing grew and it's like yeah well it's just the base you still got to add compost rock dust minerals um, and you still probably have to fertilize especially if it's a container um, mm -hmm. plant you know that leaches every time you water so just realize that it's a it's a base yeah so but basically and I think this uh, also new movement in gardening people are realizing it's um, not just growing food it's growing soil so grow your soil first basically um, that's gonna take time and it's gonna take time so that's why you start small so um, and then you can add more and especially when you want to add uh, speaking of starting small uh, if, let's say you want to start with chickens again start small because um, homesteading is like juggling plates and you you get good at it like a juggler so you start off with a few projects and then you keep throwing in more plates and see if you can juggle those more plates and then you keep and then if you're good at that then throw in a couple more plates so um, that's what we've learned too it's sometimes we've found that um, you know the the I guess the ten elements to homesteading which um, uh, we talked about um, you know you know do it yourself um, what is the sub of a home based economy uh, renewable energy sources water community. yeah community it's all a step um, a journey it's a step process so um, so in our 30-year homestead, um, we've, we took a project. So one year we said we did solar. That was back in 2004. And then one year we built a cob oven. And then another year we added biodiesel. Bio so it was, it's not, when people come to the homestead, they're like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And, and then, you know, it's not an extreme makeover. It happened over 30 years. And we go, we fall back. Some of the stuff is, you know, you life takes takes over and you fall you know you fall drop a couple things, yeah you so drop some things you're not on maybe, top of it yeah uh i think that was oh yeah we talked about the other day with the intern was like oh wow we had a compost tea maker wow totally forgot about that so things you know life gets in the way and then you kind of pick up the straggle we call that the straggle ends of your of your uh homestead yeah, the joke projects is that some of the corners of the yard we haven't seen in a couple <laughs> of years so uh, with uh, COVID and some, quote, free time, we're able to get to some of them, not all of them, but. <laughs> it's like, uh, we can talk more about that. So, yeah, another thing is what, what we've been doing, because um, we're coming on to our 100th episode of, of, of our podcast, and we'll maybe talk uh, on that special episode of uh, what we've done this year and some of the things that we've accomplished and what we looked forward to growing forward. So, okay, back to... Uh, Tip number three, uh, I put down, learn to be okay with failure. <laughs> Have any comments about that? Well, yeah, that's true. And also, the work will never be done. If people want to, I mean, you put in solar and or pay somebody to put in solar, or get a rebate, put in solar, it's done. But gardening, farming, animals, anything living, breathing, um, it's also doing a lot of things. You can't finish it. Somebody said 90% rule. If it's 90%, um, it's, you know, mm -hmm. it can pass. Mm -hmm. And we're always tweaking things, always uh, trying to f fix things mm -hmm. or upgrade things and try to streamline some yeah. other things. And it's still, it's still tough because storage is tough, refrigeration is tough, mm -hmm. um, where to put everything that you don't use until you need it for shade or need it for cold or need it for uh, winter yeah you know? so 
I think that 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 I put as tip number four. But until the, until we get to tip number four, is knowing especially about what failure is knowing some things are out of your control, right? Even if you planted the, you know, you did it the right way, weather, predators, and just in crisis, you know, things are out. Some things are out of your control, and so you have to know that you will fail, and you'll have to do it again. And you know, spring, in spring, spring. you come, can you know, you dust your, you get, you know, you dry your tears, you dust yourself off, and then you get up and do it again. And then fail again. <laughs> and fail again. So, so. And that's in a good year. So. So yeah, learn to be okay with that. And what Garden has and teaching you and homesteading is teaching you is, um, like I said, you're not in control, um, and you have to be, um, we call easily. Flexible. Yeah, flexible, adaptable. You have to adapt because we're we're in the climate of adaption. Uh, the climate's changing. Uh, situations are changing. Uh, the you know economic is changing. So you have when you homestead or garden, and if you, if, especially if you do it for business, you have to be like, okay, this is not working. You have to make it, you know maybe sometimes do about face and 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 um, try something else. So you have to be. I think we talked a little bit Adaptable. about that the last episode, and mm-hmm. we were talking about our business plan for the last 20, 25 years. We were selling um, this herbs and flowers and garnishes to these caterers, country clubs, and private chef, and then COVID threw that, um, threw that for a loop. So now we're trying to figure out what to do with all the stuff we've been growing for 20, 25 years. Mm-hmm. And then the, guess what? The country club, I mean, the caterer calls us up and they want to get back in business. And they're like, okay, uh, now we have to go back. You know, don't pull out everything just yet. <laughs> so we're going to plant some edible flowers. They want some in October. So I was like, okay. At least we didn't plow the up, up so, front yard, right? So, like I said, headaches and heartaches will come with homesteading. That is the truth. So learn to be okay with that. So number four, time management. Homestead and growing your own food takes a lot of your time. What did that one person say that um, actually um, they homesteaded in Alaska and they said what, 75% of their day was trying to get to the next day. Was actually trying to get to the next day. So, meaning (laughs) you gotta be, it's like, yeah, no, no, like uh, on a whim, let's go to, you know, Let's go take a trip. Well, I mean, it depends on if it's a business or yeah. if it's a hobby. Mm-hmm. It depends it's on... It's totally different. Yeah. If it's your life, if it's your livelihood, then it's, you know, different not than, yeah. 24-7. If it's uh, a hobby, then you might have a little bit more free time. You know, yeah. So, so um, but you got to love what you do. If you don't love it, then you're going to, it's going to, you're going to hate it really fast. Yeah, so. totally. So, and with the time management, we have to learn to become efficient and which we're still struggling with. And that's one of the struggles with homesteading is organization. Not only will your garden and your maybe your flock and your animals will grow, but also all the things that come with homesteading. So what is that? Canning jars, feed Pots, boxes. soil, mm-hmm. straw, hay, feed. Um, Where do you store all that? And it's just, it's tough because like I said, you just need it. You may or may need that now, but you may need it in a couple months. And then where to put it for a couple months, that uh, thing. So there's parts of our yard that look like junk piles because, like, oh, I may use those for stakes or trellises or uh, things. And then um, we've had to make some decisions that there's been uh, stakes or wood that we've been 
or chicken coops that have been around for about 10 years and mm-hmm. things rot, wood mm-hmm. rot. So you have to, we have to replace that metal rust. Um, the trellising gets old. Trellising gets old and it's like, well, we bought these 10, 15 years ago, but you know, they're all tangled up. So it's time to start new and bamboo. We like bamboo, but bamboo has a life expectancy three to five years because it rots. So then you have to get new ones and then <laughs> it's like, okay, but you know, we try to, keep things around and reuse it and reuse it and then it's like well then eventually you reuse it and there's nothing there's left. nothing left it's just <laughs> dust it's just <laughs> dust or rusted or all tangled up and it was, it's you know when you have to throw something away we try not to throw things away but it's it's in the way it's not usable and um some things their lifespan is over you know yeah. unfortunately it's a their things aren't built like these two or the wood's not the way it used to be because mm-hmm. um, I always had to pile the wood in the corner for a long time, and I looked at it and was like, "Oh, it's got termites, or it's got um, dry rot," and it's like, "Oh, can't use that." I've been keeping that around for a while to try to rebuild a trellis or an arbor or something like that. And it's like, "Oh no, um, <laughs> time's up." Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we trying to do is is you know with sheds and and shelving is a place for everything, and everything is place, and it's and we're, we're still, still struggling with that. that. No, so. Cause like it's um, there's stuff like okay, where do we store that? And 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 you know you need a whole section for your animal. Um, Jordy dinners. has yeah, Jordan, our sister has, um, you know she has her own, um, you know there's animal supplements, apple cider vinegar, there's mead making. Yeah, mead making, and there's all the stuff that goes with that. Then there's canning and all the stuff that goes with that. And then there's your knitting, and your and and just everything happens. It's like. We need a whole. We need to, We need just a barn for the stuff to just to do the homesteading with. But you know, with a small space, you have to come creative. So that's another thing that um, that we we find that's helpful, and we tell people is to just become efficient, and get organized. So number five is we say just do it because a lot of people come to set to us and say, well, how, where do they start, and you know, what books do you recommend, and what you this and. We just say you learn by doing, because you you can't you can't uh, know something unless you actually do it. You can't you know from start to finish, plant a seed to harvest. I mean to plant a seed to you know when it grows and then to harvest and then composting that or uh, having a baby chick and and then getting it to pull it. Then it you know um, to laying eggs but then oh something goes wrong with that hen possibly gets sick um, maybe it, it passes away and so you from from start to finish you have to know the process and you can only know the process by doing well I think people are scared to kill something or something will die and that's true because mm-hmm. it happens to us all the time and the best way to learn how to grow a tomato is to grow a tomato I mean you could read as many books as you want take many online classes or uh, workshops as you want but th- the only way to learn how to grow tomatoes is grow a tomato, and that's unfortunately that takes time, and some people don't have the time. And they want to shortcut some, um, get experience faster, but sometimes experience takes time, and and it's hard to do that um, thing. And then other people, um, one of the tips was, don't grow it if you don't eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's if a good you don't, one. if you mm-hmm. don't grow, if you don't like squash, don't grow squash. If you don't like okra, don't grow okra. If you don't, um, and then there's other um, things like people like corn or they want to grow watermelon. It's like that's great. It's educational. It's uh, totally 100% for that. But just realize um, it takes a lot of work and a lot of time, a lot of energy, and that 
uh, corn or that watermelon or that blueberry is going to cost you about a hundred bucks um, <laughs> in the end. But hey, you learned a lot. You learned what to do or not to do. But it's sometimes it's not for us. We look for me, anyways. I look at the profitability side of it. And say, hey, if I have a limited space and I grow this, um, how much can I sell it for? Can we eat it? Can we use it? Is there any market for it? And then it's like, oh yeah, well, I don't have time or the space to grow corn or watermelon or melons for that matter. And it's like, well, yeah, we did years ago. We tried and, and we got some small ones, but um, some things I also know my limitations. I'm not going to grow carrots. Yeah. Um, I like cut and come again things. Yeah, like you said, we're we're our homestead is more of. Uh, not only food for ourselves, but it's also our livelihood. So we have it's, to tweak it to more to the business slanted, side. It's yeah. slanted for, like we talked before, you know, we have 100 African blue basil plants, and for the average person, you probably only need two, you know, mm-hmm. and we have 100. So, and we might have to rethink that with COVID. We might have to go down to maybe 50 and mm-hmm. free up some space to grow other things that will, that are more um, useful or have better market for that mm-hmm. if this continues this way. So... It's always, we're always tweaking things, and then like I said, we, if you've been following us for a while, things we grow 20 years ago, there was no market for it, and then it comes back, it's in vogue, and now there's a market for it, toothache plant, edible flowers, now the market is gone out of that, so we have to um, try something else, and there's some... it's, always, it's always a learning process. Mm-hmm. I have a last tip, but you... Uh, and that's about finding support. Do you have anyone that you want to throw in before m- my last tip? I think we start, start small, soil. Um, yeah, just, I mean, like I said, be flexible. Um, try new things. Don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to fail. Um, every year I think I'm going to get on top of certain things in the trellising and the tomatoes and things like that and then it, it gets cut I get uh, blindsided or distracted and next year maybe I'll get a t- on top of everything so um, hope springs eternal maybe one day I'll get Literally. all my get all my stuff together <laughs> and uh, and then on the other side there's a point where you know you're not going to get all your stuff together so yeah well you tell yourself that and at least you get some <laughs> it says <laughs> you have to tell yourself that otherwise it's <laughs> lost cause yeah, always tell uh, people don't get old it's too late <laughs> too late okay so yeah um so last but not least is uh, find support so if not with you know homesteaders or gardeners in your area then on online and and it's just about knowing that you're not alone and like we're the 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 phrase for this year is we're, we're all in this together and we're all in this together you can't do it alone and that's what another thing is when you say oh i'll get around to doing this and this it just shows that um you know gardeners and homesteaders if we're going to make this a way of life and we're going to change you know the the our communities and change the world we have to know that we can't do it alone and we need help you know, the um, volunteers and the interns in, this, in the last couple of years have helped tremendously and also have, because um, we've been doing it so long, and like I think the other episode said, we've been doing it old, longer than some of these interns, how old they are, you know. <laughs> uh, Don't, college, yeah. college, <laughs> We've been doing it for 25 years, and the college, and their, their like, college wow, students. Wow, you were like, born when we started. When we started that's, that's it. Good. So when they had, show the passion or excitement and... Not saying that we're jaded, but sometimes it's like a new set of eyes, and they're 
they have a yeah that's a good point yeah sometimes like i said being second generation you resort they've of been there done that and they they haven't been there and they haven't done that and mm-hmm. so it gets me excited to see them excited exactly, yeah. and maybe that's you know like that said, new new fresh yeah it's like uh we for us we, we see the homestead and we see oh got to do that oh we have to do that. Oh, man, got to get around to that. But when they come... And they come in every you know, week and they want to check their seedlings that they planted. I'm they're like, so oh, excited. you know, so excited. And they come and say, well, that grew fast or that didn't grow. You so, know, so I think that's a good thing. It's, it's uh, to have a fresh outlook. You need to, if it not you, somebody who can bring that in for you. Well, because I think that we also talked about our network of farms because for our CSA, you know, um, I'm not going to grow carrots. So we get carrots from Avenue 33. Or uh, another farm, we get other things. So that helps us out because we're not able to grow anything, and they have things we don't have, and we're able to do win-win situation where we have an outlet, and they have um, produce, and mm-hmm. we have an outlet. So yeah, it's a so win-win situation, whether it's people or other farms. Because if you're if your farm and your, but if you're a peach farm or your thing. You know, it's all seasonal stuff. So we work with four or five different farms and seasonal. Yeah. Um, they come in, they bring avocados, they bring peaches, they bring things you can't grow, citrus. Um, so, yeah, that's so that's what, you know, find support, basically, grow community. And then we can commiserate about yeah. all the exactly. how hot it is. And so, not only, yeah, so not, so to start your homestead or garden, it's to grow community. That's what it is, is to connect and help each other. So, um, and and be their support, and like I said, and to just commiserate. Oh, my tomato sucked. Oh yeah, and they can you can hear from their, their tomatoes suck, and you feel hey, I don't feel so bad to know that I'm yeah, not was, alone in a sucky tomato. Year, yeah, I was you talking know? to one uh, one guy who was delivering some produce, and I said, oh, you know, the, uh, he was growing these uh, yard long beans or whatever. And I said, they look so beautiful because every time I grow them, they're covered in aphids. And he's like, no man, I every week I go out there and spray them. And, and they start laughing because it's like, you know, and they said, man, it's hot. And then, you know, it's just minor stuff, but sometimes misery loves company and they say, oh, man, it's really hot. Yeah, I think that's And most people, I mean, if you're in an air-conditioned place and you're in a different line of work, like, hey, what difference does it make? But here, we're You're like, on the front line. We're like, they were like know? dying in the front, you know, with the heat. And it's like, wow, that's brutal, you know. Cause you're feeling it. You're in. You were in. The, you know, the, as urban farmers and homesteaders, we're on the. You're on the front line. You have your hands in the soil. You, you're outside. You feel, you know, wow, this weather and and something's. You know, you, you kind of feel like changes, and you ch- you you feel it faster than maybe somebody who's stuck yeah. In well, office. somebody said if you know if they said that year sucked, <laughs> my tomatoes sucked or my peppers sucked, or they said, oh, it wasn't just me. Yeah. You know, it was a bad. It was a bad year. You know, whether it was weather. Climate change or whatever you want to say, you know, sometimes it makes you feel better that somebody else is having the same problems or mm-hmm. the same successes as you are. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, you know. Um, yeah. So it's been, it's definitely been uh, one hell of a year. So it's not <laughs> over yet. So. Nope, not yet. We're, it's September, um, and so we have a couple more months. So hopefully... We make uh, it. We make it. Um, yeah, everybody else makes it. Yeah, we help out. Like I said, so we hope these tips, um, you know, that we threw up, threw out there, um, will help you start your own garden or homestead. We'd love to hear from you. So we hope to. I mean, you can send us some questions that you know you have for us, and we can read them 
on the air. So if you'd like to send us an email at info at urbanhomestead.org. And so if there's a question for Justin about, you know, garden or for me or for my sister Jordan, we'd love to hear from you um, in that. Um, there's a lot to say, but I think the, you know, that's going through my head right now. But I think in closing, I'd like to share a quote from our late father, Jules Derbez. And one of his quotes um, was about um, homesteading or home. And it says, um, and he says, progress starts with envisioning a new yet old lifestyle with the home as central to all aspects of life, work and leisure, food and energy. So real progress means bringing the economy, bringing the food economy home again. So our dad believed that homesteading would change the world through a homegrown revolution. Home as the word, that's key. And us being all stuck at home during this COVID crisis, <laughs> more important now than I think ever. it's more important now than ever to realize where we're rooted, to bloom where we're, we're planted, to reskill, reconnect, and just re-envision what, uh, what living and working and, and thriving at home means. And so uh, I think he... Whether well, well, there's scale, people mm -hmm. say, well, I can't do that. Well, to plant something, it will change your life. Mm -hmm. and whether it has or reskill, learn some new skills. new skills, yeah. And, you know, whether it's plant on a window box or plant on a windowsill, you can always learn something new. Yeah, so with that, there's always something we learn new. Uh, we've learned a lot of new things this year. We've, <laughs> it's been a year of growth. Uh, like I said, my birthday just passed, and I, I think I just said it's been a year of not only growth in the, on the homestead, but growth personally, because there was a lot of things to figure out and to, to go, you know, grow through, because this was... You really was, didn't have a choice. Yeah, this didn't have a choice, and you just have to... Survival you know, mode. just say, yeah, put your put your head down and just, go, you know, grow through it and go through it. So we hope everyone else is out there is having a, you know, um, productive summer. Um, as, we, as the summer winds down, hopefully your, your gardens are thriving and you're thriving. And we hope everyone is safe and well out there. And so until next time, we literally want to say keep on growing and that is the truth. So. Thank you. Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family. We love to hear your away. feedback or Come questions. Visit us at urbanhomestead.org to check out what's happening right on the homestead. On the Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And until next time, keep on growing. Help